Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 247. I'm grateful that you're here with me, as it is evening with me. No idea what time it is with you. Maybe it's morning, maybe it's evening, maybe it's noon. But whatever time it is where you are, I'm grateful that you are with me, as it is evening here, almost 11, a little bit earlier than usual that I record this, which is good. And I sit here on my back patio slash screened-in porch, serenity place, shalom place, and just enjoy the evening. It is warm. We are in the midst of a heat wave here in central Ohio, and the um, temperature is only going to drop to about 70 tonight, which means that it will climb again close to, or maybe more so, than 90 tomorrow. So I take it in stride, even though my room is not air-conditioned. I make do, and even though today it was a hot day as we returned to school during this post-Labor Day week, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God, and I'm grateful because I did, and I'm grateful that you're here so I can share it with you. So today was one of those days when I like my job for a very specific reason, because I get to pray all day. And there's many people who have jobs like that. Well, actually, I shouldn't say many people. I mean, people that live in monasteries, people who are in convents, uh, maybe priests and deacons get to pray quite frequently during their day. But today was one of those days where I took each of my five classes to the chapel, and we had a little prayer service. And actually, it was a a dual prayer service. There were two different parts to it. Now, I don't want to say this was the best part about being in our chapel today, although regular listeners will know that I really like our chapel. It is at the center of our campus. It, um, It is right directly straight ahead through the front door. When you enter through our lobby, the office is right next to it. And it's a beautiful campus. Seats about 200 if you're kind of cozy, probably let's say 175 without additional chairs. And traditional campus, wood pews facing forward, you know, nothing unusual about the design of the chapel. Nice stained glass windows that are kind of up high with various saints. And I've been in the chapel many times, and and sometimes, certain times of year, certain times of day, the light just streams in so brilliantly. In fact, I've, I've been in there before with Eucharistic Adoration, where the um, consecrated host, the body of Christ, is in the monstrance, which looks, as a, for those who are not familiar with it, it is gold with a clear center, glass center, where the host is exposed. And the gold of the um, rays of coming off of that looks kind of like the sun. And I've been in there in the chapel when that was struck by direct sunlight, and it just glowed and was lit up and just amazing and, and truly awe-inspiring. But today it wasn't awe-inspiring. It was just refreshing because it was air-conditioned and much cooler than my classroom. So when my students came to my classroom, especially those in the afternoon, which is most of my classes, and they felt how hot it was, I did reassure them that we would not be there long, for we would be going to the chapel for this prayer. And as I said, it was a two-part prayer. 
one part was a uh, tradition that we have at my school where the students receive their Bible, a freshman Bible. Now, it's a Bible we hope they use all four years, and it's a very traditional-looking Bible, red cover, hard cover. It's a, for those of you that are keeping score at home, it is a NARB, New American Revised Bible, which is the official Catholic, U.S. Catholic, I should say, translation used during liturgy. So it is right there with the translation. Um, again, fairly old school, small print, not a lot of features, um, but it, it, it's adequate. And I know that the per unit cost for the students, um, and it is a gift, we give it to them, isn't that high. So, um, you know, it, it is a, it's a nice thing they receive. And um, this year I had a flash of inspiration, thank you, Holy Spirit, where I decided that I couldn't write the name of each child in the Bible and give it to him or her, but I did put together, using PowerPoint and cut and paste and copy and paste quite a bit, individual bookmarks for each student with their name at the top and a little scripture and a prayer before reading the Bible and then a blank space in between those where they could write a favorite scripture passage. And um, in my classes where we had extra time in the chapel today, Again, because we didn't want to go back to the sweltering classroom, um, I had them write uh, a Bible passage and then share if they wanted that Bible passage. So that was kind of neat. And I, I organized them and called them up. And the deacon, who is a, a friend of mine and a colleague and a coworker, um, and he uh, did a small service, about the right length, really, um, and blessed the Bibles with holy water. And then um, assisted as each kid came up and I handed him or her the Bible by name. And I think it was a nice ceremony, a nice service. And uh, I can tell the kids were pleased with it. The second service that we did was one that I've done the last couple of years since Pope Francis instituted the Day of Prayer for Care for Creation, which is on September 1st, which was Saturday. So we could have done it Friday, but first week of school, first full week of school, too much was going on. So we had a short schedule anyway, pep rally day on Friday. So we did that today. And um, it was something that I would and I have actually done in the past outside. We have a really very nice shrine, we call it, um, on our campus. We have a, two buildings that are kind of shaped with a U, two parallel buildings with a connector between the two. And um, the, the uh, shrine is there in the courtyard in between the two buildings. And it, it's a really lovely location, except we are building an auxiliary building, mostly a gym, but also an auxiliary building. So there's a bit of construction sound. So we kept this in the chapel today and it was, um, I, I think it was, I think it was good. I, I, it's hard to tell how much the kids get out of this. They are so used to being passive and listening and, not really being engaged, and I fear I might have done a little too much of that today. But we read a letter from Pope Francis about water, and we talked about how we are called to respect the unborn, which means not just those babies that are conceived already in their mother's womb today, or maybe, you know, in the near future, but those who will be born, my students' children and their children and their children and so forth, because they are all unborn. And we want to give them a planet, respect their lives, and give them a planet that is inhabitable in which they can thrive. So that was the prayer today. And um, tomorrow, 
actually the day after tomorrow, we have our first Care for Creation Association meeting, which is um, something that um, a club, uh, an organization we started on campus last year that I moderate, and it goes right along with Pope Francis and Laudato Si. So perhaps needless to say, I experience God's presence throughout all of this today. And you know, when you're leading prayer and when you're organizing for prayer, I was the one that was moving the Bibles and putting them up on the altar after, you know, between classes. It's hard to really sit in the presence of God. Um, it's really kind of the, the Mary and Martha thing. You'll maybe remember from the Gospels, the two sisters of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, and Jesus comes and Mary is busy and preparing you know, the house and the food and all of that. And Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach. And Mary comes and says to Martha, or excuse me, Martha comes and says to her sister Mary, really to Jesus, hey, tell my sister to get up and work. She's just sitting there slacking off. I'm paraphrasing, actually. But that's what Martha says. And Jesus, in siding with Mary, he says, Martha, Martha, you are so busy doing these things. And he doesn't say they're good things or bad things. He just sort of accepts that she needs to be doing that. But then he says the kicker, the line, the challenging line. But look what Mary is doing. She has the better of these. So, you know, when you're leading a prayer service, you can definitely, I can definitely fall into being the, the Mary or the Martha, excuse me, wishing maybe that I was the Mary. But there are other times, and I think ministers, people that lead prayer, we need time to be the Mary. We need time, I need time to sit in prayer that I'm not leading, that I'm just participating in. And that's part of why meditation is important. That's why this time that I spend on my porch in prayer, morning and evening, is essential, vital for me. So I conclude with some questions. In the course of your day, your work day, your home day, your weekend, how is prayer a part of that day? And in your life in general, are you more of the Martha running around, serving others, doing? Or are you more of the Mary, the sitting and reflecting and pondering and being present? And really, we're called to be both. The life of the follower of Jesus, the life of faith is both. And which do you maybe need to work on to balance a little bit more? And how can you do that in your daily life? And how might you experience the presence of God in the midst of doing that? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.